0: It's one button. Yeah. Right. But yeah, let's introduce ourselves. How many people in the audience, by show of hands, know what the League of Ultimate Questing is?
1: Woo! Wow!
0: Hell yeah! That's huh? pretty good. Are we
2: allowed to swear? I didn't check. Um, what are they going to do? Take us down? I will try not to and fail. Um, How many people in the audience have randomly wandered into this room and have no idea what panel you're currently witnessing? Did they just see
3: Dave
0: hey! hey! Critical no. Role's
3: not doing anything. This is D&D related. Let's take a seat. I love that on none of the promotional information does it explicitly say D&D in the title. It's just like League of Ultimate Questing Live, and they're like, I know what that is. Cool.
0: <laughs> all right, so this uh, this particular non-canonical storage section of the podcast uh, is going to have some audience participation.
1: Mm-hmm. <whistles> One of the most
0: important things I'm going to need for everyone is when I do this, I need all of you to repeat after me. Be
3: ye judged. Nice! I don't like... This. I'm so <laughs> scared right now. I'm setting the tone early. Uh, uh, we're doing uh, a
2: high school episode? Same. <laughs> don't
3: cough directly on me! Sam. It's off mic, you're welcome.
0: Yeah, I'm all the way over here. Uh, also, fun fact, we were all at this guy's wedding last night. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry in advance if we're a little hungover. Yeah, <laughs> reducing for the first hard. time. But, uh, Zach is now Zach Golden. Congratulations have, to Zach on being married. I am
3: now Zachary Golden. <laughs> and the lovely Woo! wife is here in our front row. Take a Woo! bow. Woo! My wife. I get to say that now. <laughs> I'm a little late to the game, but it counts. It's it's a long con. You've
0: been saving up just to be able to do a Borat impression. Zach, you used your one yesterday. I demand compensation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Later in the show, I'm going to be asking for some guests, and that will probably have you come up to the microphone to start, but we'll get there later. Um, And I have already built into the narrative to describe what the LUQ is, so I guess we'll just get things started. I know what you're asking yourself. You're asking yourself, what in all the realms is an LUQ? Well, it's quite simple. It's the League of Ultimate Questing. The beloved pastime of dungeon-delving, quest-solving, and high-end adventure turned into novelty spectacle of a 24-hour action entertainment program. Commentated, commercialized, and cleaned up, with teams from all over the cosmos competing to rise to the ranks, while you spectate from the safety of your home,
3: thanks to the magic of scry technology. Uh, Rusty, I, I know you don't think bigly of my brain strength, but why the hell are you telling me all this? I know what the LUQ is, this is my job. I talk words about it all the live long day. If you treated it like your job, then you'd have read
0: the briefing this morning, explaining that we're making a new intro to expand our audience and tap new markets. It's astounding how many people don't know what the LUQ is, despite it
3: being loved so much by a select few. You mean there are people who haven't gotten the earworm of Dirk Bradley deep in their love skull? Folks who don't fall asleep watching dual wielding space gorillas go toe to toe with underpaid swords? What kind of life is that? What kind of a life indeed? Well, stick around and sample, if you will, the entertainment flavors we
0: have to offer.
3: Yeah. Tongue our creative corn dogs and find the sweet meat of inspiration inside. Really? Corn dogs? That's your analogy of what we do? You're right. We still have a ways to go before we hit Sea Dog tier.
0: <laughs> Just stick around. We'll be here to cover the action and bring you up to date information about today's
3: quests. Right here on EXPN. Devil deck, Devil deck. It was right there in front of me. It was so obvious. Oh, shut up.
0: <laughs> the reborn sun is bravely pushed into the morning sky over the Himmelhorn mountains. The valleys echo with the melt of early spring as the mother moon lingers in the far blue twilight. Two figures make their way on foot down a winding switchback trail, slow and casual, confident, quiet. Artyom Volkov, the Burned One, savior of Drogon Drav, former LUQ champion and priest of sunlight and suffering, is wrapped in thick furs, setting a pace kept by a creature who seems to wade not through snow, but through the shadows of the mountain. A polished obsidian chess piece on a sea of cotton white, chosen of Malvoris, the first seed of creation, the eternal hunger below the world, and the last living shadow scale of Salvar. Also, former LUQ champion, Harothax. It has been some time since they'd seen each other, but the Sons of the Red Moon and their dear friend Arvid called upon them via Falcon to attend his daughter's fifth birthday, a sacred milestone in the life of the people of the hills. Now they return from the festivities, and despite the joy of the event, things are still quiet when these three meet. The return home is no different. It's not as if one cannot step into the shadows and walk into other worlds, or summon ancient magical totem artifacts to fly to the horizon, but sometimes a walk is good for you. I think I forgot
2: everything after you pulled out that swamp wine. It's pretty strong stuff. Hey, uh, did you get married last night? Did I?
1: <laughs>
2: I heard the rumor, but uh, I was kind of doing my own
3: thing. Look. The second anybody hands me a laurel or some kind of a uh, fanciful leaf uh, accoutrement, I have to put it on. It's impolite not to. Every ring I've gotten thus far has been
0: magical. Why not slip it on?
2: <laughs> well, I'm sure that won't come
3: back to bite us later. I refuse to consummate anything. <laughs> well, then it doesn't count. Did, did their tribe have, a, have annulments? Uh, Just annuls. <laughs> <laughs> We've dealt with them before. Where the hell are we? I'm only capable of navigating underground. This is impossible. Everything is just white and blue. Well, it's bigger up here, you know. Mm.
2: Get smaller as you go down.
3: <laughs> Get smaller as you go down.
0: <laughs> now you've both in your own time been swallowed by the earth and hurled into darkness. Sometimes in visions, sometimes in horrible childhood lessons. But for what it's worth, this time when it happens, it's very professional. No fuss, no muss, no haunting terror or a blast of necrotic wind. No booming laughter or fissures across the landscape. Just schlomp. (laughs) Like a goldfish sucking down betanked flakes on the
2: top of its water. (laughs) Professional swallowing (laughs) is my favorite kind.
0: Hanging ominously over the plane of error, the Magitek satellite of Zenith hums and pulses with industry and entertainment, a beacon of content creation in an endless void of darkness. Of the many shopping districts, the Bowery has always proven the most entertaining ever-changing and always revealing new things around each corner. Penelope, child of paradise, plural reborn, and weaver of the myth eternal, clip-clops on dainty hooves with her two teammates on the champion-ranked team, The Fallow Crown. Gaspar Aleph Not, the undead assassin, child of Abel and weaver of spirits, is encumbered with shopping bags, filled with cloaks, boots, tunics, and fashionable belts, all picked out by Penelope. <laughs> on this long-promised makeover trip, Despite his towering stature, you can barely see their ally so laden with bags, the living breath of the Mother Ocean, the tide that wanders and rises, twice killed and twice reborn anew, Wuxia father. He wasn't part of the agreement, but any chance to hang out with his friends is a welcome one, even if you have to
4: let Penelope pick out your new underpants. <laughs> Come on, carrying all those bags is good for your con score. Besides... I don't really want you going to the skin bin anymore. That place creeps me out. You
5: know, Ben, out of all the
4: bags I've had to carry in my life, these are probably the best smelling ones.
6: <laughs> I, I believe that, Wuxia. Well, this is pretty easy. We're all used to carrying a lot of baggage with us.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, can I finish my joke from earlier? <laughs> oh. Yes, I was waiting for a punchline and it never came. Oh, it's easy. All right.
5: And then I says, that's not my rod nor my cod. That's my, that's, that's my, that's my I'm not good at jokes.
0: (laughs) You're all well suited to turning a corner in the Bowery and ending up somewhere that you didn't expect. But this time, the shift is strangely downward. A manhole cover left open, a crack in the infrastructure, Whatever it is, it somehow got past the magical defenses of the city that limit planar travel, because you are swallowed and spit out somewhere new. Schlormped. Schlormed. 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 <laughs> Canonically schlormped Somewhere far away.
5: Oh, my delicate underthings!
0: Bags of shopping goods left behind in the chaos.
6: We just paid for those!
0: <laughs> <laughs> you find yourself standing in a dark space, the floor hard and hollow beneath your feet. The echo of the air makes the place feel vast, and the smells of countless mouths breathing. The hum of arcane batteries. Particularly to triggers <laughs> that <laughs> the hum of arcane batteries and the polished stink of molded plastic linger around you in an awkward silence that is broken like a promise, painfully and suddenly. Rows of magical lights illuminate sequentially one bulb at a time, curving like a serpent in the night sky and selling out the words, be ye judged. <laughs> I didn't put my thumb up. (laughs) A blaring harmony of horns thunders to life in the flavors of Herb Alpert and Burt (laughs) Bacharach. A group of voices, a live audience cheering on command, belts out the words like a cultish chant. Be ye judged! There's a kind of electronic pop as a spotlight lands on the five figures assembled on a slowly rotating platform, surrounded on all sides by audience members, set pieces, Automaton crew members racing back and forth and a towering illuminated podium behind which stands a massive figure glistening with divine light his neon robin egg pompadour standing slick and erect his bedazzled fuchsia suit twinkling like a switchboard his beaming headlight eyes and blinding radiant 10 too many teeth smile washing over the crowd like a baptism of charisma in his hand is not a wand but an impossibly too long handle ending in a tiny sphere the most absurd of microphones. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, fans and fanatics, to the game show that rates, berates, and possibly obliterates your entire existence. This is Be Ye Judged. judged. I'm your host, Criticus the Quibbler, cosmic (laughs) judge of arbitrary entertainment value. And with us today are five fresh, fleshy faces plucked right out of their chronology and dimensionality for your viewing entertainment. But you might say, CQ, why do these motes of dust and infinity of reality matter? Well, let me tell you, they're entertainers, or so they say. There's a little program in place in some of these realities called the League of Ultimate Questing. It's a show to inspire and entertain, to make you laugh, cry, and clutch the edge of your butt cushions. But does it do that? Do heroes being heroes purely for the sake of reward constitute a show worthy of watching? Well, today we'll answer that question right here on... BE YE JUDGED! Your job will be to pass a series of challenges designed to prove if you have what it takes to represent the concept of entertainment. If you please the crowd, and most importantly me, you'll be returned to your corner of the cosmos, not remembering a thing, allowed to carry on your existence as you see fit. As you move through the challenges, your points will be tallied to affect your final judgment. If you fail, you'll be obliterated, and all things near and dear to you will be sucked into a nullifying void to fuel the eternal balance in your absence. This is also your fate if you choose not to play. So what do you say, folks? Are you ready to start the game?
4: Woo-hoo! The audience will be playing the role of the audience, so take it seriously. <laughs> Wait, did our team manager approve this appearance? Wait, did he call me fresh? How do think?
3: I, I think that swamp point is kicking back in. <laughs> Let us briefly Describe who
0: they see on the podium before them, starting to my left and working our way down.
3: Artyom Volkov has a delicate, now somewhat thinning pompadour, because you know, he's at a wedding, so he's got got to look good for it. This pompadour of, of golden white curls. He has a similarly matching Van Dyke with a much longer, thicker curl at the bottom. He is also a drow with deep, dark, vaguely green skin. He looks like a goblin his nose broken in, like, a dozen places, his ears obviously, like, notched and damaged from years of labor, and, uh, well, let's just say plenty of experiences with heart attacks. And, uh, he wears a trench coat that goes from dark red all the way down to purple in sunset colors. They see a autumn aladrin. Gaspar,
6: if not, at this moment, is a ghost. He kindly asked an aladrin to borrow the body, so that he could go shopping. Had to be (laughs) fabulous for the shopping trip. They make really good shopping companions, so that was to make Penny happy. Autumn colors of red, orange, yellow, kind of turning into a gradient of sunset. And while he possesses this body, there is a pink glow behind the eyes, and kind of ruining the outfit is a giant golden gauntlet just running up his right arm. Mm.
4: Yes, and my experience, Eladrin are usually down for just about anything. <laughs> 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 Penelope Isadora is a young brown-skinned woman with short curly hair and a dusting of white freckles across the bridge of her nose, her cheekbones and her shoulders. Her golden eyes glitter and she wears a simple white dress, her shopping dress, which doesn't clash with anything. <laughs> but most striking about her are the antlers, ears, and lower body of a deer, which grace her body. Some might even say that she was the first fawn to be played on a Top 50 D&D podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Woosha
5: Brian Father is a towering and perpetually damp figure. His once-goliath skin, now gone wet furbulb, is covered in crazy geometric patterns like lines that snake like an endless maze from fingers to toes. His hair and beard are a constant and tastefully gray tangle of half-rotted kelp that brushes the ground around him.
2: Harathax is a black dragonborn, traditionally mostly unclothed, although they are currently wearing their sunset-colored cloak around their waist for decency's sake. They're quite small for a dragonborn, and it is difficult to determine what gender they are. They do, however, have a large aquatic-looking frill down their back and two horns like a black dragon on their head. Their eyes fluctuate between being glistening green and inky pits of blackness.
0: These are our guests for tonight. Artyom Konstantinovich Volkov, Gaspar Not, Penelope Isadora, Wushab Father, and Harithax. The first game of the evening is 4th Wall Trivia. (laughs) I will be asking you a series of questions in sequential difficulty in categories of three. Imagine, if you will, a kind of Jeopardy board with three rows and three tiers. One of them says Dungeons & Dragons History, with points from one through three. One of them says Monster Facts, with points from one through three. And the other says LUQ Facts, with points from one through three. Which category would we like to begin with? We'll be touching all of them, so it just for f- flavor's sake. We
2: always do. Are we answering individually or is it a group?
3: The group. If anyone can yeah. answer the question, okay. it's good for the group.
6: So we all we all huddle in, right? Let's hey, let's
3: yeah. start with Dungeons and Dragons, because it's something we all know. <laughs> mm. I think we should. I can't just start remember with... anything from season one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I That's why e- I put it in there. I couldn't <laughs> even remember <laughs> my own <laughs> description. <laughs> Wait, all right, all right. So we're all more
5: or
2: less Fairly monstrous. Who the
3: depend, hell are maybe? you? Maybe.
2: Yep. Artem, they pulled Arvid into two people and they got this herbivore wrong.
5: <laughs> Friend, the easiest answer I can give you right now is real confused.
0: <laughs> That's not any different than usual. Two of you don't recognize the other three at all, but three of you recognize figures that kind of resemble several statues you've seen erected throughout
4: Zenith. That's kind of funny. They must... Do parties or something. It must be no. cosplay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't party. I haven't did in owe 8 yesterday. <laughs> How
5: would you get those scales to stick on so well? Follow-up question. Can I have one? Ah, uh,
2: natural <laughs> and depends. All right. <laughs>
6: That's fair. Wow, you even sound like them. Like who? They must be method actors. <laughs> <laughs> During the trivia, you will have two options to help
0: you. You have one you can use to get a hint on the answer, and the other one is you can ask the audience. Oh, I like doing that. We will start with Dungeons and Dragons history with one point. I don't remember inviting uh, discount Chuck Woolery over here to our conversation. (laughs) What year was Dungeons and Dragons first published? Do you
4: publish dungeon? That doesn't even make sense. Time is a construct. (laughs) (laughs) This is fourth wall Mm -hmm. trivia. Not fifth wall
3: break. She's She's talking fifth, fourth dimensional trivia now. I might blow your own minds, but I think I know this one. How? you seem to barely know what you're wearing right now. You're right, and if it weren't carved into a boat, I'd probably forget. And friend, let me tell you one important lesson. Huh? If the underpants aren't comfortable, take them off. You've been scratching nonstop. <laughs> I have to take off layers and layers of underpants. Uh, can I answer this
0: one? Anyone can answer if they have the answer. Uh, I think it's uh
5: 1972.
0: The answer is 1974.
5: That's sorry close they, enough.
3: I'm starting to get a pretty good idea of your capabilities. <laughs> it's always If I need a anything dampened, I'll let you know. Pusha, <laughs> <Boucher>, did you
6: <laughs> did you count your thumbs?
5: Uh, look, I'm used to not having
0: them. He counted <laughs> to 1,972,
5: <laughs> but forgot his thumbs. Forgot
0: the last two thumbs. <laughs> well, <laughs> Question for two points under Dungeons & Dragons history. What is the name of the small town in Wisconsin where Dungeons & Dragons was born?
6: What the hell is a Wisconsin?
0: (laughs) You find yourselves not just entering your own minds of knowledge, but tapped into the gods that control you's knowledge. Uh. As the fourth wall of trivia shatters behind
6: you. Gods is a stretch. I can barely pick my own underpants. (laughs) I know what a Wisconsin is now.
4: I don't... It's sad. I wish I didn't. <laughs> I don't know anything about what's in Wisconsin. Once again, you have a
0: hint, or you can ask the audience, is but it, there are still over nine more questions. Is it Lake
2: Geneva, or is that just where Gen Con happens? I didn't hear a word you said. What's a Gen you got Gen to talk con? into your mic. I, I thought I was, but is it... I'm asking my team, not saying the answer. Is it Lake Geneva, or is that just where they do Gary Con, or Gen Con, or whichever con that is?
3: Dairy Con? <laughs> is Gary it's a real thing. Con? It's a real yeah. Thing. yeah. Learn something new every day about Wisconsin. Geneva sounds like a great place yeah. for a convention. I think Geneva sounds good. Because <laughs> it sounds good? That's where we're
0: going <laughs> <laughs> The correct answer is Lake Geneva! Hey! Oh, hey.
5: We got the wet one right!
4: <laughs> and for three points... Yeah, give, us, give us half points for that one. <laughs> <laughs> the fake Haruth accent I don't really think, knows his stuff.
2: I don't think we're playing golf, Artyom. We probably need the full point. <laughs>
4: no more huddling.
2: If you have the answer, answer it. If not, You'll lose the point. What kind of team game doesn't allow
0: huddles? Every game show ever.
3: <laughs> Except <laughs> Family
0: Feud. How do I know that? <laughs> the fourth wall is shattered. Um, for three points, what year did fourth edition Dungeons & Dragons come out?
3: Never. Wusha, you look like you know this. <laughs> you look like you're the kind of person who advocates endlessly. <laughs>
0: Wusha has big fourth edition it.: Weirdly,
3: I agree. Nope, I got numbers wrong already.
5: I'm out of this one. Was it 2001? (laughs) Does that sound right to you? Nope. Nope? All right. I actually actually do know the answer. I believe it's 2008. The
0: answer is 2008. All right.
4: Thanks, Obama. You're doing it, Wusha.
0: You're doing it. Thanks, (laughs) Obama. I remembered my thumbs this time. Moving on to monster facts. What do you call, this is for one point, what do you call a familial group of hags or witches? A coven. For one point, the answer is a coven.
2: Woo! You know what I call them? Body bags. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say a nice shopping trip. Or body hags. Family reunion? Boggy (laughs) hags. Boggy hags.
0: For two points, in 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, what two types of damage are all devils immune to?
3: Oh. Poison. And fire, I'm pretty sure. Are
2: ice devils immune to fire? The first two answers out of your mouth were fire and poison.
3: <laughs> we're committed! The How correct rude. answer
0: is fire and poison. Hey. Hey.
3: I read a lot of fiendish codex.
5: <laughs>
0: this one you can answer as a team, but try not to him and haw between yourselves. Okay. For three points, name the four primary and elemental types of genies and which element each of them represents. Oh,
4: that's not hard. Prove it. I, <laughs> <feel like laughs> uh, uh, I know this, but for Pathfinder... Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Water, Marid.
2: Yeah, Afridi uh, or Fire. Jinn are Air. and, and is Dao it, is the rock one. I was like, are they Dao in yeah. 5e? The oh, correct
0: yeah. answers are Gin for Air, Marid for Water, Dao for Earth, and Afridi for Fire. Yeah. You still have two lifelines remaining. And now we need them. Yeah. For LUQ Facts, <laughs> what is the name of the first episode of LUQ? Random Encounters. The correct answer is Random Encounters. For two points, what is the name of Team Gold Dragon's first manager who shared an office with Pug? Is it... Is it Ask the Audience? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember.
2: Uh, I think I got it right then. Let's ask the audience. Anyone
0: in the audience know who their first manager was who shared an office with Pugnacious Snipes? Stipes. Stipes, sorry. Please. I was thinking of Blade the Vampire.
1: <laughs> <on him. laughs>
0: I always am. Wait, how
2: do you know that? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Wait, it, was, it was something like Wolf? Phineas or something. I'm pretty sure it was a f- f-
6: That sounds
3: good. once. Right? It's Finnegan. Going twice. I can't remember his last name.
4: Oh, Christ.
3: The character's name was
0: Thimber Whalen.
4: Oh no! Whalen. Finnegan Whalen. Christ Whalen. is pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Finnegan Christ. I, I think
1: the wrong we could be. It, it
2: gotcha. was Fimber, wasn't it? With a yeah, Thimber, Thimber Whalen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, see, I told you it was. It started with. F- yep. <laughs> That's as far as I got. Doesn't fly I in Trodia. <laughs>
4: I picked one that I think you might have forgotten. There's a reason we don't do the Thimber
0: of War. <laughs> and in theory, for three points, the hardest of these questions... In theory. What was the name of the hired Khmerian Outrider who escorted the Mortal Dawn to Endario? Uh...
2: I was bragging to Max at the beginning that all of the notes on my character sheet are from that chapter.
1: Uh.
3: <laughs> I didn't write that person's name down. <laughs> it was... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was, it was, I'm pretty sure it was the name of one of the Patreon It was a patron, it was a Patreon it was, person. oh Christ, it wasn't Red Knave. Uh... No. Uh, yeah, I wanna... Was it maybe Hint? You have a hint left, yes. this is the last hint. question. Yeah, hint. <laughs>
2: and you can't say it was a Patreon donor, because we already worked that out. Shit. While it was a Patreon donator,
0: the first name was slightly changed to sound extremely French. Oh...
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't do this.
2: Uh, well if we don't know, I'm just gonna say Izzy, cause they're here.
3: How dare you! <laughs> all of these people are all LU cuties from the Discord, you swine. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy's not the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know who the Izzy you was named after. <laughs> I do, I do know
2: that, but... <laughs> the correct answer was... Jacques Phillips.
3: Ah! Oh. I never would've gotten that. What was the It's a hard name? one, you know, I, I, sh- I dug oh, no, deep and down, down to the young. memory hole. If you're out there, Jacques, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: The next game is Audio Poison. That's not the name of the game, but that's just what it is. <laughs> I'm going to have our five players assemble in front of the stage for a physical challenge. Uh, oh good. I need three on one side and two on another. Choose for yourselves. Did you miss the part where we're hungover? No, I get to stay seated. <laughs> Ooh, I like the season one, season two division. So So I need three of you on this side and the other two over here. You two, put this on your head. (laughs) Oh, yes. As straight up as you can. (laughs) Trust me, you're gonna want it painted straight up. Oh, good. (laughs) This game is called the Horn Snatch. I need the three players to land as many rings on their teammates' heads as, back up just a little bit more. Yes. You guys can move your heads to try to aid in the process. Oh, you've got great aim, Angelo. It's gonna be fine.
3: You're the tallest one here. You're really good at catching.
0: I like the idea of the all ring gambit. Oh! Just keep it going. Oh, so close. Oh, feel free to hang on to your horn with your hand if you want. Hey! I knew someone would get hit in the face and I did it anyway. Oh yeah! You can hang on to your horn, Michael, with your hands, like Zach is, it helps.
4: What does this have to do with
0: the <laughs> Hey! This is going way better than I ever dreamed! <laughs> I am so impressed!
1: <laughs>
0: I, I have bonus rings. No! Okay, well if you'd gotten it, I would have given you five points.
7: I lost them all.
0: So, we have, it looks like a total of six rings landed on your horns. Absolutely way better than I thought. Absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. And again, for the audience at home listening to the podcast version, just a picture what it was. Yeah, yeah, come on up. You're done with the silly game. That silly game, that is. There's many more to go. But (laughs) first... The enthusiasm. (laughs) Are you guys all hung over, too? <laughs> all right. We'll be right back to our favorite show, Be Ye be judged, judged, right after these messages from our sponsors.
1: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story.
2: I've just realized why we lost the ring toss challenge. We weren't wearing our jungle jorts.
0: Right, Mm. right. right.
2: They give you a huge bonus. To
0: sports. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Welcome back one and all to everyone's favorite cosmic entertainment show, Be Be Ye Ye judged. Judged. Things are heating up as these misfits from the LUQ are now moving on to the next test of skills, might, and guts. I summon forth from the realm of Beefcake, the legendary all-star entertainment warriors known as the Radiators. A platform above the stage lights up as five silhouettes appear in an explosion of glitter and welding sparks. (laughs) Absurdly muscle-bound bodies wrapped in snug and brightly colored spandex onesies loom (laughs) overhead, flexing and radiating radness. (laughs) Each of you will go toe to toe with one of these muscle-bound, glistening, gender-neutral stacks of action-packed flapjacks. (laughs) And your points for success will be tallied for use in your final judgment. So you'll be rolling off in a set of three challenges against five different radiators in five different challenges. And for each radiator, I will have a volunteer from the audience roll the giant inflatable D20 (laughs) to oppose the teams and all radiators get a plus 8 to whatever they roll.
3: Oh. Jesus. You're
4: level 12. That's a very reasonable challenge. Finally, random chance, my greatest asset. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell me about it. Where are you going? <sighs> Pentecost would have loved this part. I think he's getting the giant d20. Oh no, it's over by the microphone. My character
0: sheet. Ah! Ah! Wow. I understand now. All is forgiven. Center stage opens and a circular clear tank of liquid rises up and out of the floor. There is a narrow curved platform forming a shitty bridge from one side to the other. (laughs) The liquid in the tank is thick, bubbling, green slurry that fills the stage with the smell of sugar and gym socks. (laughs) This is the knockoff challenge. One of you will go against a radiator to make your way onto the platform with one of our special in-house foam paddles. Keep your balance and use your might to knock your opponent off the edge. Whoever gets knocked off first loses. And what is in the tank, you ask? Why, it's one of this week's sponsors, Chug Blast Energy Drink. Kick your circadian rhythm in the dick and ball sack with Chug Blast's new 72-hour energy syrup.
2: I need a challenger from the stage to step forth to take the knockoff challenge. I wish I couldn't imagine what that would taste like. I'm ready to bounce one of these big beefcakes. And I need a volunteer from the audience to step up
0: to the microphone. Come on up. I will let you police yourselves in earliness. There'll be time for four more. Get bounced, beefcake! (laughs) What is your name, beefcake? Remy. (laughs) Today your name is Thickabod Pow, the first of the radiators. Oh yeah, (laughs) you're going down, brother! Now, the radiators tend to make nothing but strength checks throughout the entire challenge, but you can flavor it how you will. But you can use any skill you want. The only rule is try not to destroy the arena. So how will Wusha lead off the challenge as the two of you, tiptoeing and balancing on this narrow rod, step out to face each other with foam paddles? Wushaw's plan
5: is to take this paddle, is to drive it into the chest of the beefcake as hard as possible, and just
0: push with all of his big, oceany might. Alright, this is a roll-off. I'm assuming you're using athletics. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you yeah. you have a plus eight to whatever you drop and This is a weird die to roll. Let me tell you.
2: Yeah, that'll be a 12
0: Starting with a 12 Four on the die. Oh <sighs> on the die.
2: Yeah, it's so a 20. Oh, God
5: Well, well I stay consistent. I rolled a three so I get a
0: ten Ooh. No. The first of three points goes to the Radiator Thikabod Pow second round Roll off. Feel free to flavor it however you wish.
5: Oh, pulling myself up, back up from the slurry, did I get knocked off?
0: No, no, you just kind of did the splits and hit your balls a little bit, but you did not fall the <laughs> liquid. <literally.
6: laughs> well, that's a wake up.
0: <sighs> Actually, you, can only, you can't just hit your balls a little bit. It's kind of all or nothing. No,
3: <laughs> you can definitely just graze them. <laughs>
6: It's In canonical. This
5: precarious split. I'm going to try to sneak a leg between the two legs of my opponent Ooh. and knock them off balance with a stealth check.
0: Ooh, okay. Ooh. A little sneak attack. So, what do you, let's do it. Let, yeah, roll stealth.
5: A sneaky leg.
0: Oh and opposing? God, what is wrong with me? <laughs>
2: uh, you can't sneak up on me. That's a 23.
6: Mm. Oh! 23.
2: 13.
5: Noah can't.
6: <laughs> Did you remember to water your dice? No. You're killing
3: it, Wusha.
5: I am being killed, yes!
6: As two out of three
0: have failed for Wusha, that makes Thiccabod Pow the winner of the knockoff challenge. Ooh.
4: Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah! yeah! Thic-a-bod. Thank you,
0: Thiccabod Pow.
3: I'm sticky, God. I
0: need someone to lick me. <laughs> As Wusha gets thoroughly dunked in the energy syrup. That fur a bit of a washout. (laughs) Mm. As the previous challenge descends into the floor, the stage is returned to normal. A stagehand quietly and awkwardly makes their way out onto the center stage as the audience is dead silent. They drag with them a large flat section of cardboard, roughly five feet on each side. They awkwardly lay it on the stage, and taking a spray bottle off their belt, they gently mist the surface with some kind of shiny oil. (laughs) This is the Whip and Shake Challenge. This one is an old-fashioned street rules dance-off. But don't let their size fool you. 34% of the radiator's amazing muscle mass is dedicated to grooving and busting it down sexual style. (laughs) And our cardboard dance arena is lubricated with one of this week's sponsors. It's Lester's Elbow Luxury Grease. All roads lead to grease. (laughs) Who will step forward for the dance-off challenge on the stage team?
2: Uh, hey, Cakey, how are you at twerking?
6: I'm looking at Gaspar. Cakey? Yeah. <laughs> you do have, uh, remarkable cheeks. I mean, as a ghost, maybe. It's Aladrin's a little
3: flat, you know, a little flat. All right. There's uh, like, there's like a, just a, a hint of ghostly buttocks extending past yeah. the Aladrin's normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: Got a convex <laughs> toilet cushion there. Too much to contain. <laughs> oh, I can get down. Well, by all means. Let's see it.
0: It's going to be Gaspar? Gaspar. All right. I need another volunteer from the audience to step up and play the next Radiator. Yeah! Woo. Woo. Izzy! Now, I know, but it's for the audience. Please state your name.
8: My name is Izzy.
0: Not today. Today, you're Dazzle McBicep. <laughs> <laughs> So Gaspar, give us some flavor, choose your skill, and roll off against the radiator.
6: Okay, I will start off strong with acrobatics. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do a little windmill onto a dead drop. Mm. Ah. Um, And then turn
3: into a little bundle of like fall leaves.
6: (laughs) Yeah.
0: And
3: only because I know them, I want Izzy to give us a description as to what they're doing, too.
0: I am very welcome to the audience
2: making some flavor on their rolls. Please roles. give us the
3: flavor. When Gaspar does a dead drop, does
2: he just depossess the body so
6: it just flops onto the ground? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. That is exactly right. <laughs> and My ghost is right next to it doing like a b-boy pose. Yeah. <laughs> the body
5: just...
6: <laughs> You're your own hype man. Yeah.
8: What was my name again?
0: <laughs> Dazzle McBicep.
8: All right. <laughs> Dazzle McBicep steps up and immediately breaks into five smaller oh. biceps, becoming their own Korean esque pop group.
0: Oh,
7: that's so good.
0: A K pop band made of five biceps?
1: Yeah. They all
8: flex impressively. Too
0: Amazing. All right, let's see the rolls. You have a plus eight.
8: What
6: ya? And you have whatever it says on your character sheet. Better be a natural that was 20. Almost a two. <laughs> Get in that mic.
8: Let's see. That would be a dirty 20.
6: Uh, it's a dirtier 29. <laughs> Round 1 of the dance-off
0: goes to Gaspar Aleph Not Round 2, hit me with your flavor, Flaves.
6: Now that they're split into 5, I'm going to dance around them. Uh, I am going to then use one of the like, lift one of them and de- make them dance with me. You're going full and then I'm going to start, like, inver- like stacking one of them on top of each other into an inverted pyramid. Are you juggling your opponent? I am juggling <laughs> my opponent. I'm just, yeah, that's, how you, that's how you win these uh, dance battles. The immortal battles.
1: gesture
0: returns.
6: Yeah. And then t- in- turning into, like, a little pirouette with all of them on me. This is athletics.
0: Wow. Yeah, let's uh, hit me with that stuff.
8: Like, is this, like, a combo thing? Like, do we both get, like, <laughs> <I> mean
0: <laughs>
6: You both are gonna (laughs) look good doing this, but one will be the victor. but at the moment, I'm the most impressive because I'm holding Mm, all of you up, mm, 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 so unless you can somehow out-peacock it.
8: Oh, I see, okay, okay. Well, uh, we managed to clasp hands to create a uh, small, hands and feet, we'll say, to uh, create our own dodecahedron in space. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Refusing to be juggled, sir.
5: I never want to hear the phrase "clasp feet" ever
3: again. <laughs> you want to interlock toes, Max?
5: Never, ever, ever. I, the I toes don't like thinking are about impressively muscular. Feet.
0: We we clamp grippers around these parts. All right, give me them num nums. Quick, yeah. That's what I call numbers. Oh.
8: Now my math ain't so good, but that's a twenty
0: three. Woo! Mm, no,
6: respectable, respectable. Twenty seven. Damn. I think that counts as getting served.
3: The Cakesman is delivering it. Yeah. I got this
6: K-pop star die on top of me, <laughs> and I rolled them off of me. Ooh, yeah, you got rolled like a D12. And <laughs> with, the first, a with the first
0: two rounds being dominated by Gaspar, that round goes to the stage team. One of Thank the Thank you, Dazzle
6: McBicep.
3: I curtsy all of my dance partners. <laughs> Uh, guess what, we have an opening in our crew right now. Uh, some untimely <laughs> happenings. Do you want to uh, slide, in, uh,
6: slide in the DMs? I mean, I'm already wearing the team colors, right? Hell yes. That's
0: true. As the soggy cardboard is removed from the stage, a small opening near the center of the main stage rotates open as a picnic table rises up from below. <laughs> Two lovely ladies in glittery dresses walk out onto the stage to a round of cheers and whoops. Each of them carries a large curved blade and following right behind them are two massive lumbering constructs, clip-clopping on all four legs, ending in tiny hooves. They are built to look like gigantic hogs and at a glance you would guess that they're flesh golems and in a way they are, but this is not cemetery leather with which they are stitched, <laughs> but thick glistening mounds of meat.
3: <laughs> okay, you have, you have at no point helped me understand what you mean by hog. <laughs> These are meat pig golems. Thank you, thank you. I needed to know they were porcine. This game is called (laughs) Hamfisting.
0: One of you will go head to head with a radiator in an all or nothing ham eating contest. Our lovely assistants will be carving off ham slabs as fast as you can wolf them down. And the first challenger to tap out loses. Today's meat golems are supplied by this week's sponsor, Porkwell's Pig Bits. If it ain't oinkin', it ain't (laughs) Porkwell.
2: I might be able to do this. I normally don't have to eat more than once a month, but I did gorge bit last night. I watched you eat eight suckling pigs by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I think that puts me at a bit of a disadvantage. (laughs) Is is uh, that a volunteer hierothax? You there, dear person, what do you know about fisting? (laughs) (laughs)
4: Well,
3: a new demonia. <laughs> I feel like this conversation is going to get gross really quick.
0: <laughs> the worst conversation to have before an eating contest.
2: <laughs> Parthax will step forward to attempt this. All right, looks like we already have our next
0: radiator volunteer. Please say your name into the mic. Lawrence. Not today. Today, your name is Flex Caliber Prime. Flex
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's very good.
0: So prepare your dice for the roll-off and hit me with your ham-eating flavors as these two lovely dressed ladies are carving off slabs from these living constructs and slapping them onto the
2: table before you.
3: You rolling before you tell us what you're doing there,
4: Flex? See, that's what you get for rolling first.
2: Uh, because, Because of the name of this challenge, Harithax will take their first piece of ham and rather than consuming it with their mouth, they will just lay their amputated hand across and white tendrils will crawl out and just start consuming and pulling it into me. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Yeah, You're gross, I love it. What kind it. of skill are you using for that? Spell casting. How's sure. Yeah. Wow. you get slide one.
4: <laughs> he has hand tendrils and everything. What
2: do you mean, mean sleight of ham?
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do.
1: <laughs>
4: All right,
2: artifacts, what'd you get? What's my proficiency bonus for? Uh, that's... You're asking me? You, Michael Loving. <laughs> yeah. Um, was eight plus 17, 25? 25.
0: Uh, there you go. Well, how about Flex Flexcalibur? Flexcalibur Prime
6: is so disgusted by what he's observed here that he, in fact, fails his constitution save with a critical failure oh, and simply regurgitates no.
4: Ham all over uh, all Harathax.
2: <laughs> Harathax's hand eats so that too. <laughs>
0: In a gross slicing misjudgment, you are fed snout first, and it sets you off in a very bad direction. But you still have some recovery time. Let's see that second roll
2: and that second bit of flavor. All right. I go straight for this pig's liver. <laughs> Let's see what fate has in store for you it. You
0: make a request. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Give me that one,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to make this a charisma check if you do that, because you're asking for a specific cut from the lady.
2: All right. All right. We'll call it, uh,
0: mm, persuasion. Straight up persuasion. Could pork Persuasion. <laughs> well,
2: well. All right, let's give this a go. And uh, caliber, as you will. Harithax. Is this roll for my eating or for my requesting? It's for your winning this part of the round. <laughs> okay. If you get the liver, you will have the perfect piece to eat easily. I only roll the seven.
4: Oh. caliber rolled a 19. Oh.
3: And overcoming himself, Eats the vomit, too. (laughs)
0: Oh, the old bait and switch. (laughs) They let you think that you are winning. And in all your days adventuring, you've never seen someone who can eat a liver even faster than you. But apparently Flex Caliber is also trained in the art of organ consumption. Mm,
1: mm, mm -hmm. So it is now
0: a tie, and we're actually moving on to the third round of one of these challenges. You are now given an entire pork loin in front of each of you, sizzling with heat from the magical blade. Unseasoned and perfect.
1: (laughs) Bollocks.
0: What are you using on this roll? Can I just make a constitution check? You absolutely can. Excellent. I have always considered that the eating stat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Having just consumed a liver and watched my opponent do so, may I use my Horuspex ability to use my saved roll?
0: I can just read you like a book. I knew exactly how you'd approach it.
2: Yes, you can. Let's make this a athletics constitution. Excellent. I'm not trained in athletics, which means this is purely constitution, but I'm gonna use my banked 17 for a total of 19 in this contest.
3: Ooh.
0: Fluxcalibur simply dissolves in a puddle of goo, having failed again with a critical failure. Oh,
3: (laughs) no. Michael, we literally heard everybody react. (laughs) And you're like, I'm gonna go over the top.
0: It turns out far too late in the game that Flexcalibur was the one of five
2: radiators deathly
3: allergic to pork. (laughs) (laughs) And yet the commitment. As as
2: Flexcalibur dissolves, Harthax's hand tendrils just kind of start crawling that way. In an eating contest, you ate your opponent. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable.
3: That's a win no matter where you are. (laughs) Even at the county fair. (laughs) As
0: the stage is cleared once more, a small arena rises up from below. It appears to be a field of thick green grass roughly 40 feet in diameter. There are mechanical fence posts surrounding it that hum to life with magical energy, as a kind of crackling red force field fills the gaps between the posts. This challenge is called Hide and Shriek. Both of you will enter the grassy arena to face off against one of the radiators. I wrote that sentence very poorly. (laughs) Both of you will be magically blinded without any sense of sight. At this point, it becomes a game of tags. But this isn't just any normal grass, this is sentient grass. And whenever you step on it, it will let out a horrible scream of pain. (laughs) So follow the agricultural anguish and track down your foe with stealth and swiftness. Brought to you, by this week's sponsor, Green Devil Sentient Produce. Vegan lifestyle, now with guilt. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got this one. You got it, Artie. All right, as you and the next radiator, very good. Enter the grassy yeah. arena. You become magically blinded. Any kind of sight is robbed from you. You can hear the whispering shrieks of grass as you gently ease your ankles down into the <laughs> thick field. And you can tell that any slight movement will trigger their noise. What is your name, Radiator? Jake. <laughs> Today your name is Thump
1: Sklump.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you are now in a... Three round game of tag blinded
3: on shrieking grass. I'm gonna go ahead and use a religion check to literally feel the chlorophyll and the sun that's stored inside of them so I can kind of better navigate my way through this stuff carefully and so as not to harm anything I can. Alright,
0: alright. And an opposing roll from the from Thump.
7: Thump? True to his name, Thump is going to start with just the biggest of stomps on the ground, creating as much noise as possible before then scurrying away and trying to figure out where on earth his opponent has now mm, hidden himself. dad. Right. rad. Artyom? Let me tell you, it's not great.
3: Right. <laughs> I'm coming in hard at a 12. <laughs> okay, how about Thump?
7: Thump manages to get the upper hand at the start with a 17 total.
0: Woo! Mm, so you carefully try to tune in to the sensitivity of the grass, and then this cacophony of screams <laughs> catches you way off guard as you feel a massive hand tag into your back and you're both magically teleported to a new part of the arena. The
6: second round now begins. Wait, can Max make a screaming grass noise?
5: <laughs> it was a like a whisper, I mean, I can. I don't think oh, want Oh, it got that loud when Thump
6: Dunn jumped
0: on
3: it. Yeah. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> Having grown up in the Underdark, uh, RTM is very familiar with being in the dark, and he also knows that things sound different when, you know, They're there, versus when they're not. So he's literally just going to grab a dagger and throw it up against the wall and see if he can echolocate where this dude is with a
7: perception check. (laughs) All right. How about Thump? Thump, this time, is going to use his uh, broad build to basically just cover as great an area as possible and just rush forward, touching as much grass as possible. Doing a
0: sentient grass snow angel.
7: Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see them rolls. I got Mm -hmm. a 24. Ooh. Ooh.
7: Yeah, you managed to dodge the big arms with a uh, a 19. Wow,
0: oh, very very close round. You dive forward and turn into a kind of human snowball rolling through as a quick dagger ricochets off one of the force fields and RTM is triggered to your location, jumping to the side and tagging you on the head. We move on to the third round of the challenge.
3: Oh boy. This is a tricky one. <laughs> I am going to use my medicine skill to reach into my pouch and try to find a uh, local anesthetic that I can throw on this grass and use it to make make a path of silence. All right. You've you've reached into
0: the very special grass morphine pocket. (laughs) Before
3: before I do that, I'm going to go ahead and taste one of them and see if I can add my uh, special background ability that lets me get advantage on
7: medicine. Why not? It's a one shot.
2: Why not? As a one-shot, would be a good name for a podcast.
7: Oh Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh,
7: this time, Thump is going to play it cautiously and circle around as best as he can without touching the sizzling poles <sighs> and arcing energy that is barring us in. So, Don't dodge
3: my sizzling poles. <laughs> Gross. All right, what are those rolls? Twenty-six. <sighs>
7: Uh, Thump got a little too close to the energy barrier and got fried with a 16. <laughs>
0: <Oof>. <laughs> All right. In a grand clash of finality, the two of you charging towards each other, Archium deftly moving side to side and Thump trying to avoid the walls. He comes out on top, tagging you and pushing you into the gate you're trying to avoid. This is a crackling energy as you get zapped and the point goes to the stage team.
1: Woo! Hey.
0: We know who's competing in this one, so there's no need for volunteering on that side. The final arena rises up from the floor. I hate myself for this. It resembles a middle school gymnasium. The gym floor is split down the middle by rows of round objects. They almost look like medicine balls, but they're kind of lumpy and have a notable fishy scent. The last radiator challenge is called Shoots and Bladders. <laughs> These are old-school dodgeball rules. Whichever player gets hit by the most dodgeball bladders loses. But these aren't normal bladders. These ones are full of this week's sponsor. It's none other than Shorebuck's Family Clam Chowder. (laughs) Mom and Dad
4: might be fighting, but at least there's Uncle Shorebuck's.
0: Pen, I'm sorry I
5: jumped the gun and volunteered for the first one.
4: I was hoping that the last round would be naming puppies, but... No bladders full of chowder. (laughs)
3: You
6: can name the bladders full of chowder.
0: (laughs) The objective is just to hit your opponent with as many as you can in three rounds as possible.
3: This one's name is Pedro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, what skill would you like to lead with, Penelope?
4: Wait,
5: who do we have from the audience?
0: Oh, please Uh, say hello.
4: Hey, I'm Mystic Sybil from the Discord, otherwise known as the Other Izzy.
0: (laughs) Today, you're known as Thunder Bunsley. Today?
4: You can keep that one. You can all keep your names. Yes! (laughs) Penelope is going to start out defensively, tasting the air, sensing what her opponent is doing. It tastes like chowder.
3: (laughs) Everything's thick with chowder stink. I thought we covered this. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't better.
4: (laughs) Is that salt from the fish or from the middle schoolers? I can't tell. And I'm going to use my perception to to tune into this battlefield. All right. How about Bunsley? Are
0: you just going all out, throwing as many as you can?
4: Uh, being overcome by the cuteness of my opponent and only getting an eleven. Mm. <laughs> oh. I don't. Wa- I t- want to hit her in the face, but I can't. The face is too cute. A Thank fair you. reaction. <laughs> Does that include your plus eight? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) uh, Because I rolled a seven, which makes it a 15.
0: First round goes to Penelope as you lift a massive bladder full of fish soup over your head (laughs) and look at the giant doughy eyes of Penelope blinking up at you, magically manifesting more eyelashes than is natural. (laughs) And you just can't do it.
4: And then you get (laughs) (laughs) a quick splort against you. Next round. Okay, for this round, realizing that the various bladders are slightly different shapes and sizes and are filled with varying amounts of chowder, <laughs> and therefore make slightly different noises when struck. True. Penelope is going to use their percussive qualities <laughs> to arrange a distracting song using performance. You're making a chowder bladder xylophone? <laughs> As quickly as I can, yes. <laughs> Under
0: the. You were sea. here for the first time that sentence was ever spoken by anyone. A historic event. Okay, give Chowder, me a. Chowder Bladder give me a Xylophone fucking performance just like check. mommy
4: used to play. <laughs> Sing me a song, you're the chatter Bladder Piano Man. 31.
1: Oh. Holy
4: shit!
0: I have a very good imagination. I can't (laughs) quite tell what this looks like.
4: By (laughs) the beauty of the chowder bladder xylophone, I only got a 13.
0: There is a a melody that fills the air, each one a different tone of (laughs) 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 as you are pelted, and the first two rounds are dominated
3: by Penelope Isadora. And a milky tear comes to your
1: eye.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now I want some creamy bug milk.
5: Gasper, uh, any chance you could steal me a bottle of that?
6: I already stole three of them. Oh.
4: <laughs> Just suck it right out of the bladder.
6: <laughs> I don't
2: know about you, but I'd call that slam chowder. Okay, okay.
0: With a wave of a giant divine hand and a pop of confetti, the radiators are banished back to their home plane of spandexia.
1: <laughs>
0: and Criticus is standing towering over you. The crowd is delighted. You've tested your wits against the Inquisition of the Fourth Wall, you've lobbed rings at each other's horns, and you've survived the challenge of the radiators. But now we bring you to your final test, designed to challenge you in a fashion in which you're most specialized. A classic monster-boss battle to the death. It's everything the LUQ loves. But we're pushing the envelope, because this is Be Ye judged. Judged! Today we'll be testing the waters of legality by throwing you into the IP arena, where you'll have to face off against a beast that pushes the boundaries of protected content, ruled over by the coastal wizards from another land. (laughs) Ready your weapons, steal your nerve, this is your final test. And now we will spin the wheel. A giant hovering wheel manifests in the sky, casting a shadow over the stage and the audience. It is broken into three sections. One has the image of a human nose carved into it. One has an outline that looks like two circles overlapping, like a Venn diagram. And the last one looks like a simplified turkey standing next to a simplified bear. (laughs) (laughs) It slowly begins to click and spin as the colors blur together. Massive jagged stones rise from the stage, making the largest arena yet. A huge unmarked door slowly begins to open as the wheel spins faster and faster. <laughs> <laughs> told you that. Sand and pebbles seem to seep out from the stage, covering the ground with granules. The audience waits on bated breath as they are hidden from you by the now towering stone walls. Until finally, the needle lands home. Now this print quality is very bad. I'm going to have a hard time reading this monster stuff. <laughs> I did not check that this morning. Stepping out from the shadows and smoke behind the door is a towering creature. Tall and slender, their black leather robes have massive hot-topic buckles and cling snugly to their bony frames. (laughs) The frill of their collar is wide and Tim Burton-esque. They tread the line between IP and satire, the long lashing tentacles that emerge from their face where a mouth should be sway lasciviously. The deep purple and green skin shines in the studio light, especially the two massive bouncy cheeks that rest on the dome of their head. It is none other than the hind flayer. Uh, (laughs) The eater of asses and servant of the elder butt. (laughs) Prepare your backsides. It's time to roll initiative.
6: Gasper, watch out. (laughs) It's coming right for me.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it is.
0: Now, in your challenges previous to this, the team has acquired 22 total points. That means during this combat, you have a pool of 22 points that you can pull and add to your rolls. So you can choose four here, three there, two there as needed. First come, first serve on those bad boys. I'm gonna roll a die
5: and then use all of them.
0: Oh, I, need, I need to roll things too. We're doing a combat. <laughs> he's
2: going to add to your initiative, Mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go first. Damn. <laughs>
6: 45 for initiative? <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Did anyone get above a 20? Uh, I did. Harithax, in uh, I think the first time in the entire
4: show, has a 21 initiative. Wow. Holy oh, yeah, hell. Did dude. anyone get above a 15? See, he's definitely not the real Harithax. <laughs> yeah.
0: I am disheartened by the lack of response to that question. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone get above a 10? I got a ten.
5: Ooh, that's like above a ten, but lower.
2: <laughs> All right, who got above a five? Ooh, ooh, eight. I got a
6: five. <laughs> Gaspar, how did you roll? Yeah, Angelo, what's going on? Uh, Gaspar is paralyzed by the butt lust <laughs> of this monster. The butt
1: lust.
6: <laughs> that's a natural one. <laughs> but what's your total? Six. It's very important.
3: <laughs>
5: the butt list.
3: And Penny got an eight? Yes. Fervid cheek needs.
0: You know, I rolled so shitty, I just put him at the bottom, and boy, was I wrong.
4: <laughs> oh, no. You always underestimate us. Now, this
0: battle will incorporate both layer actions and legendary actions, but the layer actions are controlled by Criticus the Quibbler. He will have some very special abilities that I'll tell you right now, you will be mad at me for using. <laughs> be prepared to be f- fucking pissed at me <laughs> we will begin with what could be a layer action but it is not necessary so Harithax you are up first the hind flare towers over you much larger than any normal illithid you've ever seen in a book or on the battlefield alright it hungers for your reptilian backside
2: <laughs> you really have to go digging for it don't, and I don't say think- digging <laughs> And, and it doesn't look like it would mind. I am about to have an ache in the cloake. <laughs> <laughs> we don't use the word cloaca <laughs> when talking about Harrowthouse.
1: Not
5: in front of company.
2: Although I see this uh, potentially going horribly awry, I would like to cast Hunger of Hadar on the no. Ass Eater. <laughs>
3: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What were you expecting? No.
0: (laughs) Hunger on hunger action. Uh, What? Give me. Give what do I roll? Uh,
2: It's been a couple years. Give me just a second. (laughs) I think he has to make a save, and that save would be. He's now in a twenty-foot radius sphere of blackness and bitter cold. No light, magical or otherwise, can penetrate. Yeah. 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 He's fully blinded. It's difficult terrain, and nothing happens until the start or end of his turn. Okay, so I don't have to roll anything? Not yet. And does it affect your allies? Uh, if they enter the area, yes. So you turned off the lights. <laughs> Correct.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just setting the mood. <laughs> You know, word of radiance immediately dispels magical darkness, right? <laughs> so you have
0: distanced yourself enough from your allies to cast the Hunger of Hadar and created a bubble of darkness near you and the Hind Flayer.
2: Uh, is the Hind Flayer right next to me? Because I'm just centering it on that thing. Then you will definitely have everyone inside the Circle of Darkness. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs>
5: I die, I die.
2: Then yes, I will do that. And then I will backtrack out of the sphere. <laughs> okay. So it doesn't have to roll anything right now. So we'll move on to Wuxia. Wusha, at the beginning of your turn, go nine. on. <laughs> you take 2d6 cold damage. Great. Awesome. That's 8 damage. Please Who continue. Look at all of these
5: scrubs. What's happening? Since I need to see to do most things, Wusha is going to whip out his pair of spears and is going to try to throw them blindly at whatever is making that deep squelching
2: ass noise. The last time I saw a butt, I'm throwing it there.
5: (laughs) Exactly, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh no, Gaspar! (laughs) Try
2: try to ignore the cacophony of soft whispers and slurping noises that the sphere naturally emanates. This arena was already full of those noises.
3: (laughs) Now you get them in stereo. Mm.
2: Hey,
5: Law.
3: Yes. That's a 15 hit? Nope. I didn't think so.
5: <laughs> my next spear. Is a little bit better. How about a nineteen? Nope. All right.
2: Damn.
0: Are either and of those
2: returning? Yeah. Yeah. My my
5: primary one is
0: yeah. So okay, that one comes back.
5: Yanking them back on the magic chain. Then I'm going to throw the uh, not returning one as my bonus action. Okay. That is lower than the rest of them.
0: Ooh, so probably not. This one is caught by a massive tentacle and snapped in two.
5: Oh. Regrettably turning tail, I am going to try to leave
0: the darkness. Hold on. Oh, crap. The quibbler gives you a punitive measure. No. You have made an unfitting pun for the round, and you now have a uh, disadvantage on your <laughs> next, next roll. Unfitting! No. You have disadvantage on your next roll and advantage on the roll after that. I feel right, like that ability was I'll written for <laughs> one of us. We punish it, but the audience rewards it. All right. Uh. That's Thanks, guys. Next is, that was the layer action. He can move his layer actions. as a, Most of these are reactions from Quizzicus,
2: So that's how that's going to work in case it gets weird. Next up is Penelope. Penelope, at the beginning of your turn, you take five points of cold damage. What does this
0: fucking
3: season one team kill bullshit? <laughs>
2: there can be only
4: one.
3: You're like a squid dropping ink as a defense mechanism. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh.
4: Okay, so I'm in darkness right now. Placement-wise, were they surrounding us? Were they... Were they grouped conveniently together? It's just one. Oh, one very yeah, that big hindflayer. was just one awful flayer.
3: creature. I'm not the only one, one thing, who wasn't listening. two cheeks. Not two cheeks separate. <laughs> <sighs>
0: it's just one really big hindflayer who is just ass hungry and massive.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, first order of business. I'm gonna try to get out of this darkness. Sure. Are there any any issues with that? It's difficult terrain, but otherwise no. Okay.
0: It's not that big of an area. You want no. speed to get out.
4: Yep. Okay, can I see the monster once I'm out of the darkness? Nope.
0: You see like the, the top of its head kind of cresting out. Just the calm. cheeks poking out. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the cheek tip of the iceberg. It's
5: like standing behind me
4: any day. <laughs> this is rough. Okay. Blame Michael. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as its head crests over the sphere of darkness, I'd like it to make a dexterity saving throw as I hit it with a fairy fire.
0: Very fire, okay. Ooh. Ooh, that is a 17. 17.
4: That's the DC? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No flame on these cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Hey, RTM. Yeah? I, uh, I, I like your coat. What? Take a very minor bardic inspiration. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Can you willingly give a lower die? <laughs> is that a uh,
0: you got a D4. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a D6 very cool i'm done next up is gaspar you know this thing can smell you particularly keenly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: that's six cold damage
6: at the beginning of your turn thank you (laughs) knowing that there is nowhere to run the safest place for my butt (laughs) is to be on the opposite side of their butt I'm going to go towards the, the hind flayer, almost piggyback it, wrap my legs around. That way, it'll have to, like, I don't know, turn around or, like, like bend backwards to get to my butt. Either way, I'm holding on for dear life. May I make an athletics check to grapple?
0: To grapple? Yeah.
6: Sure.
3: Can I leg wrestle this giant butt monster?
6: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. It, is, it, is, it uses its tentacle attack to counter this. It is basically you're grappling, its its body is covered in these massive tentacles, so that is where its athletic lives. And it is large size, so it has advantage. That is a 27.
6: That is a 20.
0: Mm. You do manage to get into an advantageous rear position, realizing (laughs) that this thing has tentacles on both front and back. And under (laughs) its robes, there are even more hidden away. (laughs) The strategy is sound, but the tentacles are mighty. At the end of your turn, it uses a legendary action, to give Harithax a psionic wedgie. <laughs> uh oh. You take one D4 psychic damage and any spell you're concentrating on ends. Oh. Oh well wow. four psychic damage.
2: Okay. I take four psychic damage and the hunger of Hadar ends. Unless it's above sixth level. It is not. I'm a warlock.
0: Yep. And that makes it the hindflayer's turn. Uh-oh. So, as a bonus action, it's going to create a butt link with someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see who. <laughs> It's Gaspar. (laughs) Yes. So the Hind Flayer can create a psionic butt link with any creature within 120 feet of it. It now has some bonuses against you and can trigger other actions based on where you are. They are one. They are Aspar. (laughs) As the darkness vanishes, a series of psychic tentacles rises up from the earth and it uses its ability Bottoms Up. (laughs) I need everyone to make me a strength saving throw. I have disadvantaged this and just read them off as they come. Seven.
5: 11. 19, baby! 16. 18.
0: The DC is 20. Oh. Oh, you all take 20 thunder damage. What? And <coughs> you've insights. gained the keistered condition.
1: <laughs>
0: as psychic tendrils lift your underpants up far higher than they should, lifting you into the air, pushing you back 10 feet and wedging you, until the end of your next turn, you have the effects of beam. Minus 1d4 to your d20.
2: Harithax doesn't wear underwear. Am I immune to this effect? No, the robe, the cloak you're
0: wearing oh, gets no! wedged up into your <laughs> mm-hmm. claw This is why
2: I don't wear clothes! <laughs> no,
0: somehow it's worse for you. <laughs> it's the underwear of the mind. <laughs> uh, 20 thunder damage to your buns. <laughs> yep. thunder damage.
2: Zach, did you roll what element for your shield?
3: Thank you. Oh, yeah. thunderclap! Darts. It'll be acid if history <laughs> repeats itself. But it is. four is thunder, so I get I get to roll a one d six at the beginning of every day to determine a particular elemental type that I'm resistant to. Let's find out what it is. Let's it's acid. Four. Two uh, ice. <laughs> hey, which is convenient. Oh. Horror yeah. facts <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, somebody's dropping fucking ice spheres everywhere. Who knows? Nope, that spell's gone. <laughs> and then it will use two tentacle spanks. <laughs> Uh, is it going to target one of them against Gaspar because it has a psychic butt link with you, which gives it advantage? Does a 26 hit your armor class? Yes, it does. I mean, to read what butt link does. Where does armor. it hit me? <laughs> oh, you know, as the psychic tendrils lift you up in a wedgie, another real <laughs> physical tendril just comes around back and gives you a good raw hiding.
6: <laughs> I'm starting to feel targeted here. You
0: know what? The butt link was a, was a die roll, so that's just fate, baby. So you are going to take, yikes. Uh, (laughs) I'm using set damage because we're live. There's no need to roll everything. Uh, You're Mm -hmm. going to take 20 psychic damage. And uh, if it were taken any damage, the hind flare would heal a little bit. The other tentacle is going for Harithax. Oh, good. It does not have advantage on you because it has not formed a psychic butt link, but does a 22 (laughs) hit your armor class?
2: (laughs) Yes. All right.
0: You take 20 psychic damage. I don't like this. I this thing like is really about good this. at hitting our butts. It's, I know, right? Has one skill, <laughs> and it's really good at that skill. Next in the initiative is Rtm Volkov.
3: Hey, finally, is the darkness still there? No, it no, got wedged out of existence. Ah, right. Damn, that's that. I had the perfect play until that happened. I also wasn't paying attention, so here I am.
0: (laughs) Classic R.T.M.
3: Exactly. Well, R.T.M. got really excited about uh, spicy food one time because he just loved that whole masochistic vibe. Uh And he figures there's nothing worse than Montezuma's Revenge. So he's gonna drop a flaming sphere and just have it hover right inside the top butt. Oh no. (laughs) He's gonna drop it right on him.
0: The flaming butt crown. All right, is this a deck save?
3: I didn't want to like I didn't want to like open like and just start rattling pages around while you were talking, but then I realized there's so much goddamn noise in this place. <laughs> yeah,
0: as long as you don't accidentally hit anything
3: on the soundboard. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, don't worry. I will. And it's going to be pretty bad. I don't have flaming. Spe- <laughs> I don't have it listed on my, my thing. I know no. basically how
0: it works. I know it's, uh, I think it's at the beginning of its turn, the creature's turn. If it's adjacent, it rolls a deck save versus 2d6 fire damage.
3: I believe you are correct.
0: You can cast it at a higher level to increase it by a d6 for each level.
3: Okay. Excellent. And then I can't do a bonus action spell, so I'm going to go ahead and just try and get behind the big wet one.
0: That is very easily achieved. You're kind of jumping over psychic butt tentacles, but they're not interfering you other than being (laughs) scary looking. That's not
3: the best
2: place to be. The hind flayer is also trying to get behind the big wet one.
1: (laughs)
0: It will be behind all of you at some point. (laughs) It hasn't had to move yet, but it has a very interesting movement action. Oh, God. That brings us to the top of the initiative. We will begin with Hierothax.
2: Great. I would like to grasp my... The
0: quibbler triggers over the top. If you don't describe your turn as over-dramatically as possible, it takes no effect.
2: Okay, all right. Uh, Would would anyone like to give me some uh, dramatic background music? White tendrils spread from Harithax's hand, digging into the wood of their Staff of the Witness. It illuminates with a flash of green-black energy as I cast Shillelagh. I then... I pir- cast Cool Stick. Yes, I cast Cool Stick. <laughs> Just like my four-year-old. <laughs> I then pirouette through the air in an amazing display of acrobatic ability that Harithax is not really known for and strike it with a green flame blade. All right.
0: Considering all you did was cast a cantrip and bonk it, you gave it as much energy as you could. Yeah. All right, go ahead and roll me that attack roll. All right. Oh
1: no.
2: 12.
0: That does not hit its armor class. Really? Mm. (laughs) It does not. That's unfortunate. It just kind of catches it with one of its tentacles and slowly pushes it down, just shaking its head.
2: (laughs) I knew I should have kept with the tentacle theme. (laughs) Anything else on your turn? Uh, No, that was an action and a bonus, so. All right, that brings us to Wuxia. The darkness is gone.
5: I got a cure for the common butt and it's lightning. I am going to use my third level spell slot. the common butt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to cast lightning arrow and throw a lightning The quibbler spear.
0: triggers. I don't um, know if this is working. You have to I do your round in a different character voice.
5: Now Sha's going to go ahead and activate his <laughs> lightning arrow.
0: <laughs> he came back.
1: <laughs>
5: Grab his spear crackling with storm energy and go ahead and give it a huckaroo with the big butt lord. <laughs>
1: All
0: right, roll to hit.
5: Now I have advantage from the previous thing. What happened to me? <laughs> oh! Does a twenty-six hit?
0: Yes, it does.
5: Eat ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it plans on it.
5: <laughs> well, let me go ahead and get a bunch of d8s. It was... came
0: to eat ass and chew
2: ass, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's
2: all out of ass.
5: <laughs> now I got me a quick question. Yes. Is it missing any hit points?
2: No. Crap! We have thus thus far been seethingly effective against each other and nothing else.
0: Not only did you not hit it, it didn't have a chance to heal when it spanked you.
5: (laughs) That's going to be a whopping 12 lightning damage.
0: All right. It has been zorched with your lightning. Anything else on your turn? No! That brings us to no layer action needs to be triggered because no one's done anything yet. Penelope. Actually, it's going to use a legendary action to transfer its butt link to Artyom Volkov. What? (laughs) You put a flaming crown between its ass
1: cheeks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now it's Penelope's turn. You're not the only one who could light up the dark. (laughs) You feel that sensation when you've been sitting too long and your butt falls asleep.
4: (laughs) But it's a creeping numbness. (laughs) On your turn, Max, all I could think was... Do you know what happens to an ass when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> Same thing that
0: happens to everything else.
4: <laughs> Very good. Moving her fingers through the air, Penelope begins to catch strands of rainbow-colored gossamer light. She weaves it together into a bolt and casts a fifth-level guiding bolt Ooh. on this baddie.
0: She doesn't find out till later it was just ass hair.
4: <laughs> Don't tell her. 21. 21
0: hits. Hell yeah. Give me that good damage. <laughs> Spank this. Never mind.
5: <laughs> I s- I'm going to stop myself.
2: That's a first.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> just ache in the cloak taught me some lessons. <laughs> that is 28 points, mm. and the next attack against it has advantage.
0: Absolutely how it works. Yes, indeed. All right, that brings it to Gaspar.
2: Hey, Gaspar, the next attack against it has advantage.
4: <gasps> oh, wait. Gaspar. Looking good today. Have a bardic inspiration. (laughs) And your butt ignites back to life as the butt link is transferred (laughs) to Artyom. I'm going
6: to free myself from this wedgie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, I assume that to eat ass, this thing needs its mouth. Yeah. Right? So, I got to make the experience as distasteful as possible for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a very high
1: bar for this
5: thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't
6: like where this
4: is going.
5: so excited for tactical pants
0: shitting. It's a defense mechanism It's, like it's fighter shite
2: One time Lusha was having Hal look over his playbook And Hal ripped that page out completely
6: Please tell me what you're actually doing uh, I meant I was gonna Try and wound its mouth Uh So you're right. So it'd be a little bit more irritated, but that sounds like what you were describing. (laughs) Fight or shite. Could be the move. Fight or shite. I'm just going to rush towards this thing. Two sabers in hand and distract it with one and then slice it across the lips with the other.
0: Uh, Thanks to the guiding bolt, you have advantage on your first
6: attack. That is a 27 to hit. That hits. That is going to do 31 points of damage. Ooh. then, instead of slicing with the other saber, I'm going to use my bonus action to a Ladrin Misty Step next to it. Okay. And that will trigger a Wisdom Saving Throw to be charmed by me. I know it's already charmed by my butt, but I don't want it to hurt. All right. All right. Intelligence, Wisdom. Wisdom.
0: You're looking at a 28. 14. It is not impressed by your poof magic. No. All right. That brings us to the Hind it's going to begin by executing a volley of tentacle spanks. <laughs> Those are going to come in at Artium. Oh. Penelope. Ah. Twice. Hey. Two at hey. Penelope. You did, you did guiding bolt it pretty hard. <laughs> All right. Coming in at RTM, And you are now butt linked, so it has advantage against you. Of course. <laughs>
3: Actually, oh, my, my dice never hit Artium. Ever. <laughs> I rolled a fourteen. That's why I didn't warding flare. It's not because I was being uh, negligent. It's because <laughs> I a knew cocky he would. Asshole.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then two
0: coming in at Penelope. And then I turn no. the other cheek. <laughs> That's one of its abilities. <laughs> one of them misses horribly. Uh, the other one is a twenty-nine.
4: I feel like a twenty-nine hits my butt.
0: Yeah. 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 So you are going to take twenty points of psychic damage. And the Hind flare heals a little bit as it absorbs the essence of your ass through its tentacle and channels it into its body, its butt cheeks radiating with power. (laughs) It's also making a dexterity saving throw against the Flaming Sphere on its head. Hey! Because it is starting its turn adjacent to it. Uh, It does have advantage against magic. Of course it does. So it takes half damage. Go ahead and roll that for me.
3: Okie dokie.
0: I do like that, actually, my, my, my 20 is a Kraken, which looks just like
3: a Mind flare. Get ready for two ones, homie, because that's what I got. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Take half of two damage. <laughs> mm. All right. And then,
0: for its movement action, Ooh, it is going bef- to...
6: Before it moves. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah.
6: Uh, yeah all what? that ass slapping triggers my Sentinel ability, <gasps> and I may make an opportunity oh. attack.
3: Is that Sentinel SC, <laughs>
6: Does it have to leave your threat
0: range? No, no, it's when you made the attacks. Okay, so this is just from the attacks. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, hit me with that.
3: Yeah, whatever.
6: That tracks. That is going to be a 29 to hit.
0: It's going to use a reaction to use turn the other cheek. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you give that energy towards Harithax. So you're (laughs) going to need to move and make an attack at Harithax instead. Okay. Just exactly the same exact role you had, but it's now it's going at them.
6: Okay, so I just do the damage then? Yep. All right. Here's some payback. Oh, God. Oh, that's so good.
0: Yeah, it seizes control of your hiney and throws you towards Harathax. That is
6: 42 points of damage.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> but. Yes. He's listening. not <laughs> <laughs> He would pay attention. But. I have... Wails from the Grave, which yeah. allows me to do half my sneak attack damage to a uh, target 30 feet away. Okay. Yeah. So as I cut up Harithax from the butt up. Cut up from <laughs> the butt up? Uh, his, so
0: you, you do 20 to the Hind flare. Yeah, I'm gonna well?
6: splash his acidic blood towards uh, the Mind flare.
0: Splash is very bad in this context. But. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> All
0: right, he has been splashed with your nasty butt blood.
6: I roll separate dice for it, but that's going to be 11. Oh, okay, well, that's way yeah.
0: better than the 20 I rolled. Yeah, now. yeah. Thank you. And for its movement, it's going to use its ability, Cakewalk.
1: <laughs> it can teleport
0: adjacent to any creature within 120 feet that has a butt. <laughs> so it's going to appear right behind Wusha, leaving the flaming sphere behind it. Oh, my poop deck! <laughs> and that brings us to Artium. Of
3: course it does.
0: As a bonus action, you can move the sphere if you want, just a reminder.
3: I am gonna go ahead and put the sphere right inside the brown eye immediately. I can't... I can't ignore that. Can't ignore the opportunity. It's called putting one in the chamber. (laughs) Fuck you.
0: (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and roll me that flaming sphere damage, because once it enters its area, he has to roll.
3: That's a two and a one. We're getting up there. It's growing.
0: I take half of three. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Love it. You know it. Given how much damage everybody's been taking, Friendly Fire, uh, I'm going to go ahead and use a, a Mass Cure Wounds in the form of a delightful sunlit breeze that blows away the butt stank that has no doubt been accumulating around us.
0: Yes. A full breeze, if you will.
3: <laughs> exactly. I believe I can hit everybody with this. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. That means y'all are going to heal. Let's get ready. I'm going to roll this 1d8 three times. Yeah! That's a three. A one. No good. And a five. Hey. <laughs> one more than the max of one of the dice. Uh, plus wisdom mod. Plus my spell casting ability modifier, which is four. Actually, a five. Five. Sorry. Excuse me.
0: So, yeah. That's how much everyone heals. Deal with it. 14, 14 points, baby. Take it.
3: Mm, refreshing. Get weird. I can't do a whole lot else because that was my bonus and my action. So, uh, in that case, I'm just going to just keep hugging Wusha's shadow.
0: All right, you and the Hindflayer are both in the shadow of Wusha.
3: Thank you for swabbing me.
2: Uh, that brings us to Harathax. This isn't quite going the way I imagined. <laughs> I'm going to use one of my spell slots to yeah. cast bless on everyone. Oh. Yeah. Uh, for the battle buffs. For the season 2 cast, there is a bless. <laughs> As Harithax does this, a vial of holy water shines with a sickening light, which inspires and repulses you at the same time. But everyone is now blessed. All right. Uh, at the end of your
0: turn, the Hind Hindflayer moves its butt link to Wusha as he's now right behind you. Woo! <laughs> a Feel cold it. chill creeps up your butt.
1: Feeling a tingle in the bilge. Yes.
0: <laughs> the bilge. Uh, and that does make it Wusha's turn. I am going to hold my action to do a combo move with Penelope. I forgot we have combo moves. We have fucking yeah. combo moves. I'm all for that. At the end of your turn, it's also gonna use another legendary action to tentacle spank you. <laughs> that is oh, so close to a butt crit. Oh <laughs> no. Uh, 29 does hit though.
5: 29 absolutely hits.
0: You take 20 psychic damage as it feasts on your ass. Stop. <laughs> That's mine. And it heals just a little bit more. It can't quite keep up with your damage healing, but it is helping. <laughs> that brings us to Penelope. Hey, Wusha. Oh, uh, yep. The Quibbler initiates over the top. Oh, all right. You have to describe this as dramatically and over the top dun, dun, as possible.
4: I have an idea. <laughs> I'm willing to support your plan, Captain. Dun, 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 dun. I just got an idea for a new combo move. What's it called? Chowder keg. (laughs) 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 Well, I already love it. (laughs) Would you like to describe the first half?
5: (laughs) Grabbing my non-magic spear and charging it with a crashing energy of a thousand waves, I prep a conjure barrage. What do you add uh, to it? It's a combo move. Oh well. Do you need me to keep going? I, I thought there'd be a
6: little more. All right. <laughs> I take this spear I'm in with energy. Wait, 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 Max.
3: I stole you three bladders full of chowder for the chowder keg. You're right. Okay. And you grab your non-magical spear. <laughs>
0: it has I to grab be the non-magical stick. one because of the spell. The name but- chowder
4: keg's very misleading. <laughs>
5: This is all new for me!
4: Okay, Mr. Heinzflehrer, we need one moment. Um Yeah, I was I was waiting it for you to get, to, get to the part with the chowder. Yeah,
5: right, okay, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. Using all the strength I can muster, I take a pair of these chowder-heavy spheres and hang them on the back of my spear, sending a real clear message to this butt. <laughs>
4: Just a pair of milky sacks at the end of the stick. (laughs) Baby, you know it. (laughs) And um, as you throw it. Ah, yes.
5: As I cock my rippling arm back and...
4: (laughs) This is why we have an editor.
5: Didn't think about that before (laughs) I said it. Stick it to it as I cock my rippling arm back and toss this pulsing
4: spear toward the butt. And as this spear cuts through the air with a (laughs) deafening sound. (laughs) As the the chowder sacks
3: hit five G's. (laughs) (laughs) This whistling motorboat.
6: (laughs) Breaks through the sound barrier.
0: If the end of this doesn't end with the word payload, I'm gonna be very... (laughs)
6: Penelope
4: speaks the words. Over the top. Penelope. Speaks the words of creation. <laughs> and fire blooms from her fingertips. And she turns up the heat. <laughs> with a fifth level fireball. Oh, God. The chowder boils.
0: <laughs> All right, so we have a combo move combining the projectile of chowder bladders. Uh-huh. With a fireball cast at fifth level. Uh-huh. So is that two deck saves?
5: Yes.
2: On one of these deck saves it rolls an eight.
1: <gasps> yeah! Mm. Dun,
0: dun, 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 dun. Well, that's good because the first one had
2: already failed. I read the writing on the stall, and this, this is what it This It's a pretty
0: bad <laughs> dex bonus, actually. So it fails both.
5: Yes! <laughs> How much hot chowder do I blast on this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Thick ropey chowder.
3: <laughs> Really chowder. (laughs) What the hell are you putting in your chowder? Look at them long clams.
2: (laughs) Well, if Wusha made it, there probably is actual mooring rope in it. (laughs) Let's
4: get this duck gooey. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, That is 32 points fire from me. Some hot soup. (laughs) Uh,
5: Healthy. Oh, I got an extra diet because I'm dumb.
0: Huh? you're in a healthy healthy 19 from Wusha. Mm. Wow. As you hurl this weaponized soup shaft (laughs) it crashes down on the hind player (laughs) angled just slightly upward at the end
3: exploding
0: out with hot white its skin sizzles, tentacles melting away, still standing strong but in agony. I'm very sorry for the parents who brought their children to this show. Because, <laughs> because of your descriptions food. though, you are now both going to be affected with punitive measures for your next turns. That's entirely fair in exchange for your massive damage load on the hind player. <laughs> and I hate you.
6: muddy um, shot. <laughs> that brings us to Gaspar. All right. There's one last chowder bladder, which I am going to take from... It's going Mufra. right back to that well, huh? I'll, Let's keep I this mean, clam ball rolling. Gotta gotta use all of it. Can't let it go to waste. We can't bring these home.
2: Chowder has a very short shelf
0: life, it's true.
6: But I'm going to take this. I'm mm-hmm. going to try and sneak it towards this hind Yeah, and put this chowder bladder into its mouth, give it something else to eat.
0: Oh, force-feeding it a non-butt entity. I know. I would allow a sleight of
6: hand for this. Ooh, thank you. But
0: first, start with an acrobatics to climb its jungle gym of tentacles, because this is
6: tall. (laughs) This guy's very heighty. Oh, I love that. With an acrobatics, that is a 23.
0: I say that that does the job.
6: Now give me a sleight of
0: hand to feed it. It's also very distracted. (laughs) <laughs> Got a very spicy milk baptism
6: <laughs> And sleight of hand, thanks to reliable talent, also a 23 Alright, you
0: shove its mouthful of rubbery bladder, <laughs> packed with soup And I'm not exactly sure how that's going to manifest just yet I don't know either But I'm sure on its turn something will happen uh, and now it's its turn, so let's find out together immediately.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. First of all, it's going to use a bonus action to give Artyom a psionic wedgie, ending your concentration on the flaming sphere that keeps landing on it. Just
3: automatically?
0: Rude. If it's under six level. Uh, you guys are twelve level. Uh, you take 4 psychic damage from the psychic wedgie. All right. It's going to use, as a move action, it's going to cakewalk to over behind Harithax. Uh-oh. You fall to the ground, Gaspar. And then it's going to attempt to make some- uh,
3: Chowder. Tentacle
0: spank attacks. The first one triggering the orb of chowder in its mouth. (laughs) So the first one is coming in at Gaspar, fittingly enough. And ooh, that's a fumble. (laughs) So it instead, it attempts to like whip out with one of the largest tentacles on its face, having just flung you off of its body. And there's the sound of a pop and then a pause as the tentacle stops mid-air and a body writhes <laughs> as the hot, room temperature greasy chowder <laughs> pours down its throat.
1: As it takes
0: 15 points of poison damage <laughs> because any food that is not ass-born is poison to the hindflayer. We found its weakness. And it has the sickened condition for two rounds. Oh my Ooh.
5: fucking god. <laughs>
0: It still has two more swings, but oh. they will be at disadvantage from the sickened condition. The first one coming in at Penny, and the next one coming in at Artium, ah. and the butt link is currently on Wu yes? yes, it is. Okay, so Penny coming at you with a
4: twenty-three against my AC. Yes, that
0: is how. It Are you sure? You. I am.
4: That hits. Okay, you take twenty points of psychic damage.
0: Oh. And it heals a little bit from your delicious ass meat. <laughs> and RTM.
3: Yeah. Warding flare.
0: My penicillin. Warning flare. Uh, twenty-two?
3: That does with a warning flare? I got a what twenty Alright. Alright. Nothing I can do about that. It was
0: flanking you. It was. It's, it's, <laughs> all, it's flanking everyone. Uh, twenty psychic damage.
3: Okay. Beautiful. I am going to draw my beautiful magenta uh. crossbow, also known as the pink prick. (laughs) And I am going to deliver a load onto this butt like you would not believe by activating my vibrochromaticer to do double damage on a hit. Great. You have joined the club. Oh, I just looked at the clock. (laughs) That is a 24. Oh yeah, that definitely hits. Beautiful, double that damage. That is a six and a five. And I double that bad boy for 22. 22, yeah. 110,
0: 21. As the smoke clears and the eater of ass falls into the conquered position, the grinding of stone opens up the arena, revealing again the full studio. A beaming spotlight drops cutting through the sea of black, revealing the champions of the battle. The representatives of the LUQ, bloodied and triumphant, wet with ass violence. The audience cheers! Well, folks, I've seen what these wacky quest professionals can do in action. We've tasted the fruit of their labor, we've sipped the wine of their knowledge, and we've sucked the bones of their humor. If I had my druthers, these cosmic outcasts would be snuffed like a cigarette, swept aside to make room for new lovable characters. But it's not up to me. It's up to you, the audience. If you want this kind of absurd action and slapdash humor to go on and live and thrive, it's up to you. We keep our eyes on the social media realms. We review the boards and the Patreon. Let us know if we have what it takes to make it to the top. Right here on Be Ye Judged. judged. The lights go dark. The void of time and awareness freezes on the surface of consciousness. The universe sighs. There is a choice to be made outside of your hands and outside of mine. It is in their hands now. Hmm. Law, did you just
2: run us through a two hour ad for your Patreon?
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> Welcome to podcasting baby. <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, what's the
3: matter, big guy? Kipster, I'm hungover like a pissed bedsheet on a college balcony. That's one hell of an analogy. I was at a wedding last night, Kip. A wedding. That's like a red wine water park with vodka, hopscotch, and a tequila grab-ass.
0: Storm, what kind of water parks do you go to?
3: Uh, I just want to go home. Kick off my boots, boot in the bin, and body slam my bed, and call out for some double pepperoni.
0: Storm, we're still live. We're trying to wrap up the program. I should have just let you sleep more.
3: I agree. So we're through, though, right? Uh, They did their thing or whatever? Did did the heroes pluck the magic apple or catch the greased pig or whatever? (sighs) You'll just have to watch the rerun to see. Oh, that's fine. Good night, folks. Don't let the door sneak attack you where the good Lord cracked you on the way out. (laughs) Unless unless anyone's holding any antacid. Maybe some uh, alchemy seltzer?
0: Just go home, Storm. You're a big mess. I guess I'll go grab a pint by myself tonight.
3: Whoa, 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 hold on. You going to Blitzki's for a pint? You uh mind if I, you know, tag along.
0: You really think drinking more is a good idea?
3: Get my friend, you got a lot to learn about the laws of hangover transference. Now let's skip this nerd parade. Storm Bowley here needs some dog hair. First round's on me. Oh, uh, yeah. It's uh of to requesting. Don't forget. Good night, folks. Woo! <laughs> All right, give it up for the cast of the League of Ultimate Questing. We've got Michael Loving. And a special thank you to our audio people and the people who did this room. Thank, thank you, so you so much. Thank you so much, City Comic Trouble. Con. We've got Max Hobbs. We've got Dana Ebert.
0: Angelo Kaluig. Zachary Golden. And Mila is your dungeon master today.